Hello, welcome to Two Part Tales. We bring you new, original stories split into two parts. This week's story is Tara Sly, Standing By, Part 2, written by C.J. Claypool, narrated by Alicia Claypool. When Lily accidentally shows Tara some top-secret information about her parents' plan to kidnap the mayor, Tara's routine babysitting job is about to get a lot more interesting. You're not singing, Tara, Lily complained. She turned around in my lap and squeezed my right cheek into a smile. You have to sing with me, like this. Lily moved my cheek back and forth, making different shapes with my mouth. She giggled and plopped back down between my legs to watch the movie. I'm sure someone out there is very proud of themselves for making the giant dancing princess from outer space. I've never made a movie, so what do I know? But if this is what kids are into these days... We're all in trouble. I started humming along. What choice did I have? It bought me time to think. It turns out that Lily's parents are part of WX, the same crazy organization as Mr. Wallace. And right now, they're out there planning to shut down the mayor's dinner cruise, and maybe the surrounding parts of the city if their EMP is strong enough. Who knows what they've been planning after that? How was I supposed to stop them when I'm pinned under a six-year-old who's forcing me to watch cartoons? Was this part of their strategy? I wondered, still trying to keep up with the music. I wonder if they know who I am. Did they set me up as their babysitter so I'd be out of the picture tonight? So I didn't ruin their plan to take control of the mayor's boat? My heart skipped a beat. Surely not. I've been too careful. Haven't I? There wasn't time to waste second-guessing myself. I needed to make something happen, and fast. I faked a cough. Oh, hey, Lily, do you want a drink? All this singing is making my throat dry. Lily jumped to her feet. Juice, please, she sang in a sing-song voice. Then can we play in my room? She ran toward the kitchen. But don't you want to finish? I stopped myself. What was I thinking? If Lily didn't want to watch the rest of this ridiculous dancing space princess movie, that was fine with me. Yeah, your room sounds great, but let's fix... I gestured to the wall screen. Let's put away the big TV, huh? Lily didn't slow down. She casually pulled a necklace out of the top of her shirt and waved it at the wall as she ran. The motorized click started up again, followed by a quiet hum, and I stood in the living room and watched the panels fold back one by one, covering the giant TV. Once it finished, I ran my hand over it, feeling for any uneven spots or telltale signs. But as far as I could see... It was just a wall again. We've got to get one of these, I thought. But now wasn't the time for techno jealousy. You get the cups, I'll pour the juice, okay? I said. I walked into the kitchen, hoping I looked cooler than I felt. I still didn't have a plan. Lily had two cups ready on the counter and was standing with the refrigerator door open. That one, she said, pointing to an unopened bottle of apple juice. I reached for it, half expecting to see some wild science project growing in the back corner of the fridge. But everything looked pretty normal. Eggs, juice, butter, and... Wait, what's that? Whole milk? Gross. I poured our juice and took a sip. That's a pretty cool necklace, I said, eyeing it as I nodded my head. Lily gulped her juice. Thanks, she said, not bothering to move the cup away from her mouth. She took another mouthful, draining the cup. 
Mom gave it to me for my birthday. She held it out for me. It's a gymnast, she said, pinching the tiny charm between her fingers. Like us. I gasped, sucking down a little juice on my windpipe and started coughing. <coughs> That's cool, <coughs> I said between coughs. A plan exploded in my head like a firework. All at once, I could see every moving part. I followed them in slow motion as they fell in and around each other, dancing in the air. Sorry, I said, holding up a finger and taking another drink. It always feels weird to take that next sip when the last drink was what made you start coughing in the first place. I moved my head to the side. See these? I asked, showing her my earrings. They were a gift for my mom, too. Ooh, Lily said, staring at them, hypnotized. But just as quickly, she snapped out of it and asked, Can I have a little more to drink? Just a little, but then you have to show me your room. There's no telling what surprises she has in there. Deal. Lily drained her cup and dropped it in the sink before running out of the kitchen and down the hall to her room. I followed, slowly flipping the hidden switch on the back of my right earring. Mom, I said quietly. The left earring pulsed once, giving the affirmative she could hear me. That was our system. One pulse for yes were understood. Two pulses or beats meant no, or something similar. It was going to be hard telling the difference between mom's messages and my heartbeat pounding in my chest. I thought back to our talk earlier in the day, specifically the mechanical noises and splashing wet footsteps. Are you on the mare's boat? My left ear throbbed once. What do you say? Lily asked. She did a double cartwheel back down the hallway, landing just in front of me. Something was different about her. I didn't know you wore glasses, I said. They make you look all grown up. Hopefully mom would stay on the line while I worked through this. They look fancy, like your mom and dad did for the dinner cruise tonight. My earring vibrated once. That was good. Tara, Lily started, her face looked worried. Do you feel okay? Her eyes were wide behind her glasses. Yeah, sure, I mean, I'm great, I stammered unconvincingly. Why do you ask? Your heart is racing, she said, taking off the glasses. She held them out for me to take. Mom says that these are for more than reading before bed. A lot more. I tried them on. Whoa. I looked at Lily, and the lenses displayed a full medical report. Heart rate, brainwave activity, body temperature. These are really cool, I said, genuinely impressed. Then I thought about Mom. I had to keep our conversation going, but make sure Lily didn't catch on. I handed the glasses back to her and took a breath trying to calm my nerves. They're the bomb. I wanted to groan. No one called anything the bomb anymore. It felt so gross coming out of my mouth, but then I felt my left ear pulse once. Mom got the message. Do they only work on people? I continued, hoping I hadn't lost too many cool babysitter points with my old person sayings. Or like, if we look outside, can you tell how fast a car goes? Nothing. Not even the two pulses for no. I don't know, Lily said. Mom doesn't usually let me wear them out here. She says that they're only for bedtime reading now, but that I'll read them more often when I'm older. Hmm, I thought. Looks like I might not be the only up-and-coming spy on the block. I kneeled down next to her and whispered, Then we better not get caught. I gave her a wink. My ear pulsed. But why? 
Was mom agreeing with the last thing I said, or had she finally understood my cargo hint? I'd have to try again. Lily and I squatted under the front window and waited. When we heard a car engine coming down the road, we pulled our faces up to peek out the window. Lily, I said in a hushed voice, how fast did that car go by? Finally, I felt the pulse in my left ear. 21 miles per hour, Lily answered. Too fast for the neighborhood speed limit. So far, Mom knew that there was a bomb in the cargo area of the mayor's dinner boat. Now what? I wondered. Who knows how many crates and boxes there could be in the lower level of the ship? How else could I help find them and destroy the EMP from here? I stood up quickly. In a gruff voice, I said, That's it, little girl. Time's up. We've been on your case for months now, but we finally caught you. I held my hand like I was holding a police badge. We're going to have to take you in for questioning. Lily was happy to play along. You'll never catch me, she said, springing away from the window across the room. I followed. In pursuit. We've got a live one. Lily ran to her room and shut the door before I could get there. Open up. We know you're in there. Never, Lily yelled. I could hear her giggling on the other side of the door. You'll never get past the locks. I looked at the doorknob. Standard model. I could pick it in less than five seconds. But that wasn't the game we were playing. Then we might as well get comfortable, I said. I leaned my back against the door and slid down it into a seated position. Tell me about yourself, I asked, keeping the gruff policeman vibe. I needed numbers. The crate holding the EMP had to have some sort of label or catalog number on it. I'm not telling you nothing, Lily said, still laughing at our game. Oh, come on, help me out. I've already found your hideout. What's the address of this joint? 8413 Raintree Drive, she said. 8413, I repeated. Two pulses. That wasn't it. How about a birthday? You got one of those? October 10th, six years ago. You do the math. She was really getting into character here. Hmm. A fall birthday. 1010, huh? The old 1010. I felt two pulses again. This wasn't working. But, Lily said, Mom says I was born 12 days early. Says I've been ahead of the game my whole life. So it was supposed to be a later birthday then. What's that make it? 10 plus 12. October 22nd. I'll put that in the report. 1022. My ear pulsed once. They found it. Mom and Dad can handle things from here. They've built multi-layer security systems from the ground up and loaded our house with more tech than I probably even know about. Taking care of an EMP should be a piece of cake. With a sigh of relief, I flipped the switch on my right earring again. Well, it looks like I'm going to have to call for backup, I said, sounding like a defeated policeman instead of an excited teenage girl. You're going to deal with my partners, chocolate and chip. Yeah, old team cookie always gets the job done. I nearly fell backwards as the door opened behind me. Can we really have cookies? Lily asked, smiling. Yeah, but let's put your glasses back. We don't want your mom to know that you are wearing them around the house, I said. I watched her walk back towards her bedside table. She opened the drawer and waved the tiny gymnast on her necklace over it. 
A second drawer folded out from beneath the first one, and she folded the glasses and put them away, closing both drawers carefully. "'Tara,' she said, taking my hand as we started down the hall to the kitchen. "'Can you always be my babysitter?' I smiled and said, "'I think I'd like that.' We ate cookies and watched some videos on the internet for a while. Lily tried to teach me a card game that I never quite got the hang of, but then again, I'm not entirely convinced that she knew what she was doing either. She put up a little struggle when I mentioned bedtime, but it was clear that she was tired.' I was only a few pages into the bedtime book she picked out before her breathing changed and she was fast asleep. I turned off the overhead light, but left her door cracked open to give her a little nightlight from the hallway. I swept the house, not with a vacuum, but swept it, cleaning my fingerprints off of every surface I could remember touching. I sat down on the couch in the living room and started reading a book of my own, Tumblers and Teeth, Famous Locks Throughout History. Hey, if you don't know where you came from, you'll never know where you're going, right? It was a few hours before Lily's parents finally got home, later than they'd told me they'd be out. They looked, in a word, rough. Her mom's hair was stringy and tangled, nothing like it was when she left, and her makeup was smeared and running. I'm sorry we're late, Tara. We ran into some unexpected trouble tonight. Lily's dad came in carrying his jacket folded over one arm. It was dripping wet. Her mom picked through her purse and handed me two more folded bills. I'm sorry, dear, but you'll have to excuse us. It's been a long night and we're both exhausted. I hope Lily behaved herself. She was great, I said, taking the soggy money and tucking it into my back pocket, trying not to laugh. I'll get out of here so you guys can get some rest. I tucked my book under my arm and moved to the door. Let me know if you ever need a babysitter again. I'd love to keep an eye on Lily. Mm-hmm, her mom said, wringing water out of her maroon shawl. She yawned. We'll do that. Good night, Tara. She closed the door behind me as I walked away. I crossed the street and followed the sidewalks back to my house. The street lights buzzed and hummed, and the rest of the world was silent. When I got home, I checked in with Aunt Abby, then went to my room. I closed the door behind me, setting the security alarm without actually locking the door. My desk buzzed twice. Mom, I said, running over to the desk, transforming it into the communication station. Hey, did it work? I asked, fitting the headphones in my ears. You were brilliant, honey, Mom said. We knew something was planned at the mayor's fundraiser, but we didn't know what. If that EMP had gone off, WX could have taken the mayor and everyone there hostage. Not to mention the entire city would have lost power for hours, maybe even days. I sat back in my chair, relieved. Mom, you were right. Babysitting is a big responsibility. We laughed, and for a split second, everything felt right in this crazy world. Mom, can we still have pancakes in the morning? I asked. Of course, Tara, but don't wait up for us. Your dad and I still have some tidying up to do over here. We'll see you in the morning. Okay, Mom. Tara out, I said, closing the communication part of my desk. I unfolded the damp money and set it on the desk to dry overnight. All in all, not too bad, I said to myself. Operation Babysitting was a success. That's all the time we have today. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast to have new episodes delivered straight to your phone, computer, or tablet. You can also go to twoparttales.com to find links to our YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Facebook pages. 
Until next time, take care.